So it's April 23rd and I just got home from work. So I am about to FaceTime my boyfriend since we haven't seen each other in two weeks and this is pretty much how we um, communicate and see each other these days. Hello. Hey. What are you doing? Um, just got home from work. What are you doing? Oh, uh, not much. Mm-hmm. You have a good day? Good shift? Yeah. You were busy last night. So, I do live by myself. Um, I have a house in Brady. And my boyfriend is actually a firefighter paramedic as well. But he's in a different town. So, I... I think that we both feel pretty much the same way. We're just stressed. Um, He has a son, and um, so his biggest fear is bringing that home to his son. His schedule is um, the same as mine, so a lot of our days don't, our off days don't fall on the same day. So it's already hard dating somebody in this field, Um, but now that the coronavirus has started, um, it is even harder. You know, there's been phone calls that, you know, I'll call him and say, well, you know, we just transferred this patient and I really feel like, you know, that patient was positive. And so it's nice to have him to reassure me that everything's going to be okay. And, you know, no matter what happens, you know, we are going to get through this. Well, I miss you more. Miss All, right. All right. I love you. Love you too. All right. Bye. Bye. My name is Kylie Harmon. I'm 26 years old. I'm a firefighter paramedic in Brady, Texas. I work for Brady Fire Department. This is my diary. This is my story. Brady, Texas is the true heart of Texas and a great place to visit. From so our the population of Brady, where I live, is about 5,500 people. Brady offers the finest in great hunting and is home to the world's championship barbecue go cook-off every Labor Day weekend. It's actually known for hunting. People come from all over to hunt. Um, we have a lake, so fishing is really big in Brady. And um, very small town, everybody knows everybody. You can't, you can't go in Walmart and leave, you know, in just 10 minutes because you're going to run into 100 people that you know, probably your grandpa, uh, maybe even your sister. It's a very peaceful town. As concerns rise over the coronavirus, state leaders met in Austin to discuss a plan for Texas. The Texas uh, state agencies have been working on this uh, for well over a month now. Right now, only 60 Americans have been infected, but there are more than 80,000 cases globally, resulting in at least 2,800 deaths, the majority in China. So the first time that I heard about the coronavirus, um, I would say back in February, um, we were actually at work and a coworker was like, have y'all heard this virus that's going around China right now? And, you know, if we even had the conversation with each other, how scary would that be to be a healthcare provider there right now? You know, never in a million years did we think that we would be in the middle of it. And, you know, this isn't something that we're trained for in school. I've been in this field for almost eight years and I absolutely love my job. 
Um, I think the cool thing about my job is, you know, you never know what your next call is going to be. So I'm currently getting ready to go on a 48-hour shift. I work 48 hours on and 96 off. 250 more ambulances are coming right away to New York City. With 20% of the EMS force out sick, the ones that can work are working nearly nonstop, sometimes with only limited protective gear, many afraid of infecting their families at home. I definitely did not get a lot of sleep last night. Um, I feel like all I think about lately is the coronavirus. Um, it pretty much consumes my mind. Um, you know, I always think, am I sanitizing enough? Am, am I being cautious enough? You know, are my patients safe? So um, it is exhausting. Um, I think one of the hardest things for me is, you know, having to tell family members of patients, like, you can't come to the hospital with us. Um, you know, we're leaving family crying at home because they can't even go to the hospital um, with their loved ones. The number of calls to New York's 911 system skyrocketed. So you guys are going to pick up patients with COVID-19 with just a surgical mask and gloves on? Gloves and a paper-thin uh, gown, basically, that only covers your chest area and your abdominal area. It's, it's disgraceful. So getting to work today has been like Christmas morning. Somebody dropped off all of these face masks and a huge box of face shields, which is super helpful because we are on a supply shortage here at work. Um, so this is amazing. This is better than Christmas. So we start every shift now by taking our temperature um, before shift, mid shift, and then after shift, just to make sure that you don't have a um, fever. So I'm gonna head and do that and get that out of the way. So 98.2, no fever. That means I can stay at work. Basically what happens when you call 911, you're gonna get dispatch. Attention Brady Fire Department. And right now dispatch is screening um, every call, asking certain questions, you know, do you have fever? You know, do you have a cough? So then we know what PPE to wear. They're on the front lines, the heroes, the paramedics. Jason Hawley just returning to Cal Fire in Riverside County. He'd been quarantined after transporting a patient with COVID-19. We now have to wear a mask, gown, gloves, and eye protection. From the big cities to the small towns, the virus proving no community is immune. The back of the ambulance is not very big. Um, so when we do have a patient, you know, it's very close quarters. You're pretty much on top of each other. How it works at Brady Fire Department is there's five people per shift and then there's three shifts. So two people are on the ambulance and three people are on the engine. Um, but now that the coronavirus um, has started, only one person is going in the house and they're assessing the patient. And if they have fever or cough or respiratory or anything, um, that they suspect um, could be because of the coronavirus, then only one medic takes care of that patient and the other people just stay outside, which is really tough um, because, you know, we're in the healthcare field, we want to help, and it's hard to just um, stand there and um, watch one person take care of the patient instead of five. 
So we just got back to the station um, after transporting a possible um, COVID case. So um, I'm in a new uniform, I'm all clean. Um, we're basically having to like strip down um, in the bays and shower before we can even come upstairs into our living quarters. Um, so pretty much now it's just a waiting game. Um, our hospital takes anywhere from 24 to 72 hours to get test results. And let me tell you guys, that is the longest 24 to 72 hours of your whole life. Um, basically, until we get results back, our lives are put on hold. Um, people that have kids and um, you know don't live by themselves aren't even going home um, while they wait results. Like a lot of people are staying in RVs um, or like hunting cabins if they have land, you know, wherever they can go. Let's bring in Dr. Jen Ashton, who has been covering this every step of the way. When you look at those rural communities, uh, what is your concern there? Um, so many concerns, Martha. One, that they don't have the same access in terms of geography and proximity uh, to health care services, providers, testing, um, that if they become critically ill, also those that access becomes a problem. And so some of the challenges that um, we are facing right now is being up so far away. There is a hospital in Brady. Um, but if we need to take somebody to a trauma center or um, get somebody in a cath lab, those are longer distances, like a 45-minute um, travel time in the ambulance. And the longer that we're in the back of the ambulance with these patients that are, you know, possibly positive, you know, that's just a higher risk to us. Um, I think that we've definitely seen an increase in, you know, anxiety patients, patients that are, you know, very depressed. Um, overdoses, suicide attempts, all of those calls have increased dramatically. It's a time that we want to be feeling different than we're feeling, right? We want to be feeling good. We want to be feeling numb. We want to be feeling high. So cue these addictive behaviors for people who struggle, um, who struggle with them. These are very- One shift, um, we actually had three overdoses within a, a few hours. It's usually in the afternoons. I, I think a, another thing, you know, people aren't having to work, so they're being able to drink at home all day, you know, and it just escalates. So these calls started um, in the afternoon and went through two o'clock that morning. We were still um, running on overdose patients. It's April 23rd and I just got off a 48 hour shift and got home. I'm about to FaceTime with my nieces since I haven't seen them and I miss them like crazy. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Uh, sitting here. <laughs> um, my family does live in the same town as me. And um, a lot of times I go over there for dinner and, you know, to see my nieces. And I haven't been able to do that. Are you coming for dinner? No, I wish I was coming for dinner. Remember, we can't see each other until all this is over with. But I miss y'all like crazy. I know. I love, yes? <laughs> I love y'all. I miss you. I miss you. I love you. I love you. Okay, y'all fun today. So my life before the coronavirus was very adventurous. Um, I love to do everything outdoors. 
I love to travel. I'm actually supposed to be on my cruise right now. Um, our cruise was supposed to leave on the 18th and get back on the 26th. So of course that got canceled. I have picked up gardening. Um, so at least I get to do something outside. And that does make me feel um, a little bit like myself. I snuck off to um, the creek that we have in Brady a few days ago and went fishing. So when I'm doing things like that, I do definitely forget that we are in the middle of a pandemic. So the last picture that I have um, on my camera roll from before um, the coronavirus hit and before everybody's lives changed was actually dated March 19th. And it's a picture of me and my sisters um, at a winery in Fredericksburg. So my older sister lives in the same town as me. My little sister lives near Austin. So we met in Fredericksburg and um, did some wine tastings and um, stuff like that. And we had our picture taken at a winery. Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. We wanted to check in again with Lieutenant Governor Patrick, who joins us today. Last night, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick doubled down and said, There are more important things than living, and that's saving this country for my children and my grandchildren, and saving this country for all of us. And I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But, man, we got we got to take some risks and get back in the game and get this country back up and running. Proclamation by Colleyville Mayor Richard Newton. Let's restaurants with patios seat customers outside. Provided social distancing guidelines are followed. They're talking about opening some stuff back up here in Texas. But as COVID-19 cases continue to rise in DFW, not everyone here in Colleyville supports the decision to reopen these businesses so soon. So with my new executive order, all retail stores, restaurants, movie theaters, and malls can reopen May the 1st. Now, to minimize the spread of COVID-19 during phase one, on the advice of doctors, I am limiting occupancy to no more than 25%. I do feel like it's still a little early to be opening things up. I know at some point we are going to have to open everything back up. I just really think that slower would be better, but we shall see. We're at risk. Our patients are at risk. We are at risk because our fellow nurses are being placed in unsafe situations. We are struggling to survive. We need staff. We need support. Well, I just got into nursing school and I start classes May 4th. So I've actually wanted to uh, bridge from paramedic to nursing for a few years now. So it is scary going into nursing during all of this, but already being in the healthcare field, you know, I knew what I signed up for in the beginning. And um, regardless of, you know, what's going on, a pandemic or anything, you know, I'm, I wanna help people. And even if that's putting myself at risk, that's something that I'm willing to do.